I'm Mitchell Tinley and welcome to the Australian MMA Podcast. Wait a minute. We're a podcast dedicated to covering Aussie MMA athletes wherever they are in the world and sometimes even the odd Kiwi we claim. Are you not entertained? We're the only podcast that does this, and we've never heard of any other podcast that's ever done the same. On today's show, we sit down with an ex-1FC and PFL pro fighter taking his talents to the US. The current eternal MMA lightweight champion chats to us about his upcoming title defense, and we have a look at our first amateur in the spotlight. But first, there's an Aussie this weekend that Scottified. Scottish-born but Aussie-born fighter King Casey O'Neill returns this weekend for UFC 286 at the O2 Arena in London. You sound like you're from London. Coming off a devastating ACL injury, Casey looks to continue her journey to the throne with a victory over the number eight ranked fighter in Jennifer Meyer. Aussie MMA fans might recognise Casey O'Neill's last name as she is the daughter of eternal MMA promoter Cam O'Neill. Casey is highly touted and picked by some to be crowned king of the strawweight division. Fights happening around your backyard this weekend with Salt Fight Series taking place in Torquay, Victoria with MMA vet Stu Dare taking on Hoshi Friedrich along with many other fights. So head on over to livecombatsports.com.au or Salt Fight Series on Instagram to see if Stu Dare wins. Hey guys, just jumping in here. I follow Salt Fight Series on Instagram, which is great because this morning they let us know that Stu Dare apparently is out due to an injury, so the fight is actually off. Could I have taken out that last bit about Salt Fight Series? I could, but then I wouldn't have got to play. Stu Dare wins. Now back to the show. And up the coast we head to watch one of the most exciting fights you'll see with two UFC door knockers in absolute MMA's Joseph Luciano trying to take the welterweight crown off of crazy horse Caleb Rideout. This will take place at Eternal MMA 74 in the Gold Coast. And of course, you can watch it all live on UFC Fight Pass. We actually chat to another man on the fight card in two-time Eternal MMA lightweight champion David Martinez, who actually had some pretty interesting things to say. People have talked trash to you in, in the past. Does it ever get to you at all? You just got to see it in jest, man. Like everyone, everyone's working some kind of angle. If they want to go the trash talking route, like there's, there's a strong part of me that doesn't believe it's real. They don't really think of me that way. You know, why are you saying that, bro? You can check out that full interview right now by subscribing. Now before we head on over and check in with Sawbury's own Antonio the Spartan Caruso we're going to hear from our first amateur spotlight star Alfred Stoda. Alfred is currently a 5-2 and two amateur fighter who works with 3D art for a living. 3D! Don't forget to mention it! 3D! 3D! Although he's just an amateur he's got some big goals. Coming off a dominant display at the last Demolition Fight Series against Owen Duggan he has his eyes set on some of the scariest men in Australian MMA. Do a fight, kick Campbell. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you can wrestle. I can wrestle. He can kick. I can kick pretty good. And of course, you can check out that interview by subscribing right now. 
And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to introduce you to Antonio the Spartan Caruso. Tony is a professional MMA fighter out of Adelaide, South Australia, where he amassed an 8 2 record. He's fought for the world renowned 1FC in Asia and even in the professional fight league in Florida. He's a cracker of a chat, he always shoots it straight, and is one of my favourite fighters to interview. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Antonio the Spartan Caruso. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the line, one of my favourite guests, Antonio the Spartan Caruso. Uh, mate, how are you? I'm great now. I just got told I'm, I'm one of your favourites, so I'm, I'm over the moon, mate. I'm happy. <laughs> well, the, the thing that I like about you the most is that you are your own man in this sport and everyone likes to sort of go almost uh, a route of like uh, eternal, hex, uh, maybe the UFC will get me. And you've just kind of gone, fuck that. I'm going to do it my own way. Yeah, pretty much, man. That's how I sort of um, started out in this journey, to be honest with you, man. Um, I was sort of guys really wanted to have, honestly have one fight um, just to prove that I could fight. And, and yeah, so from that on in, it was just, um, I had no plan from there, like there. You know what I mean? It was like, let's just have one fight, see if we can do it. And if we're good enough, you know, we'll see what's next. And, yeah, I just keep on seeing what's next. Um, I know a lot of the guys, yeah, like you said, like the have a pretty, like, direct route. I think that's because of other ball sports, you know, AFL draft, get into the AFL um, sort of thing. Me, I was just sort of like, nah, man, I'm, I'm sort of happy to compete anywhere and everywhere. And, um, you know, it's, I just – I love to compete overseas too. I love to travel. I love to see the world. Um, and, yeah, so if I can get a – get a you know a different destination and get the fight saying like i've done in i fought in singapore i fought in florida now i fought in um jakarta so uh yeah man like i'm just happy to go around and compete and in, in this sport and yeah love doing martial arts and uh speaking of uh, you, you first got you kind of like your big break at one fc how did that come about uh <laughs> i was again sort of off my own yeah off my own sort of thing um I was good friends, yeah. Funny enough, I'm wearing the um, uh, Pickett Top Team shirt um, with Boyd Clark, the uh, gym owner at Pickett Top Team in Thailand. Um, and, yeah, me and him, I was training with the gym uh, for about five, six years on and off, um, going there for some camps. Uh, I did a few my eternal camps uh, in, in Thailand with them. And then, yeah, then he was sort of like um, – kept sort of pushing me to try to get to an international stage. And he was, you know, referring to one sort of uh, one championship and telling me about their, you know, their, their, I guess their, what's the word, their, their up and coming, uh, you know, scene with the one championship, how they started to get, you know, into the American scene, the Australian scene, they really have blown up over the last few years. And yeah, so I um, said to him, well, let's organize a meeting. I was with my friend, Alan Philpot. I was cornering him in Singapore for the, um, one championship, uh, like contender series thing. And yeah, I said to um, Boyd, I said, Boyd, organize a meeting with Chat True if you can. And he did. And yeah, I literally just rocked up to the one championship um, office in Singapore. And I spoke directly with Chat True, had a conversation with him. I told him I wanted to fight for him, told him that, you know, I, I want to be a part of his organization. And he offered me a contract right there on the spot. And yeah, the rest is history, I guess. Because <laughs> he's known kind of as like the, the Asian Dana White. Uh, what, what was your experience? To be honest with you, man, oh, I really, really like um, uh, Chattery as a person, as a boss. 
Um, and Ethan just has like a, I guess, a, in a in a role model. He's actually a very inspiring sort of well-driven sort of guy. I would have messed with him, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, nah, you know what I mean? He's, he's actually a rule. Yeah, if you get to have a chance to meet him, he's very motivational. Um, he's a very uplifting sort of guy. He's, um, and he knows what he wants and he goes after it really hard. And we've got to say, I've always respected him as a person um, from the first time I met him. And yeah, the way that I, I see him with the one championship people and, and even working for the company. I love working for him. I love good, good guys. But yeah, Chattery's a, a really, really good guy. Now, how did you find your experience in there compared to other shows? Obviously, you haven't fought in the UFC, but you have had that PFL experience. How does one uh, sort of uh, go when it comes to just an organization and a well-oiled machine? Um, for me, yeah, I, I think they're awesome. Uh, I think they did an awesome job. They took care of us fighters. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, and it's, I say this to a lot of uh, young fighters who all want to obviously aspire to get into the UFC. That's always everyone's benchmark. Um, but I mean, I was lucky. I was exposed to one championship early um, in different organizations. And to be honest with you, man, um, hey, they're paying for your flights, your accommodations. Um, they usually put you in decent hotel rooms. You know, they pay you to fight. They put you on TV. Um, to me, they're all pretty similar. I've never, like I said, never had the chance to be with the UFC. I heard they're the whole next, next step. But they're the benchmark. And I feel like all these organizations who do want to be recognized as international and, and world leaders in MMA, they have to, let's be honest, reach the benchmark. And the benchmark is the UFC. Um, but for me, my experience with one, uh, nothing but good things to say, not a, not a bad thing to say about them. Obviously, the second one was when I was in Singapore and we had to be locked in our rooms, but that's <laughs> not one championship's fault. Um, yeah, so that was a bit of a, you know, not the best experience. But yeah, I mean, one championship, they're great. The staff are great. They look after you. Um, they're on call 24-7. Um, you've got like your own concierge who sort of works with a group of fighters and they get anything you need. Um, yeah, so my experience with one was was nothing but good things to say about them. Are you finished with one and on to your next on to the next journey? Yeah, yeah. So I finished up with one. Um, I mean, I was happy to be with them, even to, to continue on with them. But I think with the whole world and the restrictions and whatnot. Um, to be honest with you, I was like, I really don't really want to be going into countries where they're going to put super strict like restrictions on people. I wasn't a fan of that as, as a personal thing. Um, and that's why I sort of made myself away to one. I don't blame one. I'm, obviously, they're, they're out, it's out of their hands when it comes to government. Um, but yeah, then I moved on and yeah, I went with PFL, tried to make my way through the PFL ranks. Unfortunately, um, didn't get what I needed to in that last fight a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but now, you know what I mean, on to bigger and better things. And now I'm a free agent again. And so I'm going to go into America and, and fight in the U.S. locally and, and and get back to that form. Firstly, to get back to my form that I believe that I can get to. Um, and then once I find that form again, yeah, then I'll worry about maybe contesting to get back into the bigger bigger leagues and the UFC, the Bellators, and even potentially PFL 1 again. Um, but for now, I, I believe I'm going to go back and, and find some form and and, um, you know, get back to the fighter that I was. And with the PFL challenges, because that was essentially like, they do, they love their tournaments too. That was essentially like their contender series as well, wasn't it? So they set you up to, to get a contract. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, they're, they're all pretty much similar. You've got the one, the one championship sort of thing they used to have, then you have PFL and the Dana White. They're all pretty much the same. You're all just competing for contracts, different formats, 
um, and whatnot. But yeah, they're all around the same. They're just yeah, trying to get the next pool of talent. And yeah. Now, how does it compare to? I mean, obviously, like not without going into numbers of, of pay. The Challenger Series, obviously, they're not. You're not fighting for free for a contract. Obviously, the, the big money is at the big contract, but he's still getting compensated. Not too bad, you know what I mean. I'll, I'll say that it's. Let's just say that you've got. Uh, I guess your local uh, level, let's say the Australian level, and then your next step is those contender style series paychecks, and you obviously your next steps when you make it into this, you know, into the any organisation at the base level, and then yeah, then it's how good are you? How good are you at marketing? How good are you at fighting? How many highlight rule knockouts can you produce? And yeah, then that's how your contracts will keep going up and up. I mean, with the contender series, to be honest you, with you, a lot of those series, I feel like it's their way of getting cheap putting on cheaper fights you know what i mean and keeping the program running running regularly where you know rather than paying guys say 10 and 10 or 20 and 20 and putting them on two-year contracts we can get short-term contracts we can pay them you know a decent amount of money and you know we can put out more content because i feel like that's where the world of mma and sports is going the more content you have the i think the bigger your brand will be you know yeah. Now, as a as an Adelaide boy, uh, the scene is not as strong as it used to be. Uh, there's a lot of like young and up and comers, but yourself, Shane Mitchell, guys like that moving on. Uh, it's left kind of a, a, a little bit of a, a, a hole. Is there anyone in Adelaide MMA that's standing out to you now that could carry the flag? Um, I mean, there's uh, Damien Valor. Yeah, from, yep, I, th- from- I think I'm saying his name right. Yeah, he's doing a really good job, man. Very impressive. Uh, he just won his second belt um, uh, for DFC. But he won also the X XFC, I yep. believe, belt. Um, so he's one guy. I mean, I think he's still an amateur, which is you know the beginning of it all. Still, but he's one guy that's coming up. Um, there's a few boys out of M16. Uh, I can't remember their names exactly off the top of my head, but. I mean, once again, these four guys, that are, even if they do get some form of momentum, and I, I was in that same sort of group, you get a bit of momentum and then, you know what I mean, there's no shows, mm. um, COVID comes around, um, you know, there's barely minimal shows in Adelaide. So, you know, your momentum slows down, then life gets in the way, um, you know, so it, it can be difficult for these guys to keep that momentum. But I've got to say, Damien's doing a great job. Um, he's pretty regularly fights quite often. So he's one guy that stands out to me. Um, I know there's another guy, uh, Louis, I can't Louis Passon. He, 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 yes, Louis Passon. He fights regularly as well. Um, once again, he's another amateur. Um, they're just off the top of my head, the guys that I know and that, that are regularly getting out there and competing and, and yeah, putting on good results. You know, and unfortunately, I think Lewis lost his last fight. Um, but Damien's on a t- on doing well on a tear. He's, he's winning. He's winning belts. So there are two guys, yeah, like I said, off the top of my head. But, yeah, the scene itself isn't huge. And as well, I'm out of the country a lot. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't want to – I sorry I forgot anyone's name, but, yeah, they're the two guys that sort of stand out to me the most. It's quite interesting that you say but, that. And just quickly, just quickly, sorry to cut you off, there's one other guy He's the biggest and the baddest prospect of them all. We're waiting for him to get back in the MMA scene. That's the Balkan Bear. Um, Brando Perichic, uh he's over now with City Kickboxing over in um, in New Zealand um, training with those guys, training with Adesanya and that on the regular. So, yeah, I'm super excited for him to get back into the cage. And, and yeah, he's one guy that I can really see, you know, and by the end of the year, if, if he can get a few fights happening, yeah, he, I mean, 
who wouldn't want to sign a guy like that? He's a he's a great talent. He's a very um, all rounded athlete. He's, he's got a lot of um, yeah, a lot of things to show, and he's he's an absolute animal and fighter. So he's one guy that you know, if you want to talk about people going to the next stage, he's the guy for next for sure. You know, and there's me and Shane. Shane's now being signed to the PFL. I've had my bit of time in the international scene, and I believe yeah, Brando is, is the next guy that. Will get out and not only get into the actual international scene, but he'll make a big impact in there too when he when he gets things happening. And uh, you have uh, you've always had immense support from sponsors and whatnot uh, locally in in Australia. How does it uh, impact you internationally? Because obviously, like Dave's Plumbing doesn't have much market with you in yeah. Vegas. I mean, I, I'm yeah, I'm blessed, and that's why one thing I'm always. Uh, super, I guess. I mean, if you knew me as a person and the people that do know me in my life, they know how above and beyond I go for my sponsors and go out of my way because I know deep down a lot of those sponsors, they're just, you know, that's money out of their own pocket. They'll be going to them, their friends, their family, a dinner, um, you know, anything, a uh, new car. But, you know, these people are willing to, you know, support a person like me and my dream. And, yeah, that, I mean, it, it does make it hard, but, yeah, if they're willing to support your dream and your goal, they don't really, a lot of people will give me that money and say, look, I know it's not going to do much for me. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Go off and enjoy your dreams. But then again, a lot of the sponsors, you know, too, um, you know, they get a lot of referrals, a lot of people coming because Adelaide is quite a small place. And if you can sort of put a name on a T-shirt, especially with a guy like myself, it can start to create a bit of buzz about that business and whatnot. So I try and go and be above and beyond for my sponsors and, and try and help them as much as possible because I know deep down I'm not going to be, you know, bringing you in, you know, millions of dollars, but I'm going to do my best. Um, but, you know, the place like X Convenience, uh, you know, they're quite a big service station here in, in um, Adelaide, South Australia. And, and, you know, I believe in my name and, and their name together. We actually, in a way, we sort of came a brand together because a lot of people associate me with X and X is sort of associated with me. So um, that's why I'm high on my social media when it's time to fight. But, yeah, I'm, I'm more, not for myself, I'm more trying to get the brands out there and hey, hopefully they can make some money out of, of supporting a person like myself. So, yeah, and I'm, yeah, once again, just, just like, that sponsors do want to get behind me and support my journey. It's an awesome feeling. Well, yeah, you're a marketable guy. Uh, and speaking of marketing, yeah. your next your next fight. You said you're gonna you, you want to head over uh, internationally or like America and, and that local scene. What is the the eternal the hex of of the the US scene? Um, I, uh, I'd say things like there's a couple of brands out there: UFN, um, XMMA, LFA. Um, uh, there's one called Legacy. Uh, there's a few brands that go around that are quite. Um, I mean LFA, they go to Brazil. Um, they're quite big in America. Uh, that's one brand that I've seen before. XMMA, they go to Canada and they do a fair few shows in America. Um, UFNs are new, uh, from what I know is a newer one. They actually, they're one of the only sort of non-international brands that actually offer um, healthcare to all their fighters, uh-huh. which is, is pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, so a lot of brands out there who are trying new things. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it's America. Um, there's that many brands, that many businesses, that many fighters um, coming up. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I couldn't name them all. I know there's another one, but I can't think it off the top of my head at the moment. Um, but yeah, there's a fair few brands out there. For me, it's not, not so much competing in America that I'm after. For me, it's more just living there and, and training at a high level. Um, as we said here before, you were talking about Adelaide fighters. You are talking about who's next 
I mean, that took me a while to think about a few different guys because, unfortunately, we just don't have really have the scene here to to support, you know, high high level MMA fighters. Um, so for me, I just want to live in America and train full time. And like I said at the very beginning, I want to find that, you know, that uh, that momentum and and that, and that skill level where I believe I can get to again and and yeah, prove to the world and to myself that you know I do have what it takes to be a world class fighter again. And, and yeah. And uh, could we see you fight in in Australia at any point in time, or is that is that done for you? Oh no, for sure, hundred percent. I'm open to fighting anywhere and like now. Honestly, for now, yeah, I open to fight. Even even if I was to train in America and come back here and fight on Eternal, um, fight in Australia again, I'd love to do it. I know there's one guy out there. Um, I forget his name. Uh, it's from Queensland. He had a, he had a pot shot at me. Um, uh, on the internet longer, but then he never came back with anything. Uh. Mumford, yeah, Mumford, oh, that's his name. Brenton. Yeah. Yeah. What, he, what did he? I can't remember what he called me. Right on one of my photos, and he called me uh, a some name. I can't remember. I thought it was quite funny, but he he, he wanted to fight. Um, there was talks a while ago of me and him fighting last year in September, but then he had a, an operation apparently. Um, but yeah, he was one guy, and hey, I'm open to fighting again. Like I said, I need to go back and find form. I need to get consistent, and I need to fight again. Um, so, man, now I can't, you know, really be the sort of person to pick and choose now. It's if whatever comes forward to me and whatever's the best sort of options for me, I'm, I'm going to just compete and fight and, and do my best. But, yeah, big thing for me and a dream from when I was young was to, when I first got into this sport was to, to train full-time in America. I think that's the home of, of the MMA scene. Um, and for me, I learned a lot there, and not only about MMA, but about my life. And I, and it's a great journey living in America. And, that, and that's really what I'm in this sport for is the journey. Um, I, I love it. I love every second of it. Um, and, yeah, I just want to level myself up. But in terms of competition, anywhere and everywhere now, I mean, I, I, I'm just at a point where, like I said, I just want to fight consistently, um, and find that form again, and, and yeah, then hopefully by the end of the year, break back into the to the big scene and and, and do what I think I can do. And uh, how you how you paying bills while you're over there training? <laughs> what do you work for the ATO? Yeah, you got to remember, bro. I'm, 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 a, I'm Italian, bro. No, I'm lucky. Salisbury. In those two years. Yeah, yeah, down in Salisbury, man. You know what I mean? I won't leave in the back room what we're growing out there. Nah, nah, better not say that. We'll have the cops here tomorrow. Nah, um, uh, <laughs> nah um, well, in those two years that COVID rolled around, I'm not the sort of person to surround on my hands. I was training hard. Um, I was trying to make myself better as a fighter, and unfortunately, opportunities were coming. So then I started making investments. I started making good moves with my money. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a millionaire, but I've definitely got enough money now, I believe. To, to do what I've always dreamt of doing for the last 30 years, and that's moved to America. Um, yeah, enough money to pay my bills and, and train full time. So yeah, I'm not going to be living the I'm not going to be living the Conor McGregor life. I'll tell you that much. You know, it'll be a normal um, you know, uh, let's say an average life. Uh, but hey, man, like I said, it's a dream. It's the journey that I love. So so long as I've got someone to eat, sleep, and drink with coffee, man, and, and train, I'm the happiest man alive. So it's going to be a grind. Me and my girlfriend are going to go move, move over there. We're going to give it a crack and, yeah, just see how far and how long we can stay in America for. Awesome, mate. And uh, before I let you go, uh, just one last question. Uh, I just wanted to ask, like, after it's all said and done, how does uh, Antonio Caruso want to be remembered? No matter what's said, done, 
what they think about me. Just always know that I'm always the hardest working guy in the room, man. I might not be the greatest one day. I may not have all the belts and all the titles behind me one day, but just know that I gave everything I, I had, everything, you know what I mean? That's why I plan to move to America. Um, I believe that is the last thing, like, you know what I mean, that I, I need to do for my career. And, and like I said, I'm going to go over there, not because it's easy, not because it's Florida, because it's the hardest working gym in the world. And I'm going to go over there. I'm going to prove myself in there. I'm going to get the fights that I need. I'm going to prove myself in those fights. And even if I don't know what's going to come from those things, but just know that I'm going to be working my ass off. And at least I said, when it's all said and done, I can say, man, I fucking tried everything. I tried everything I could to be the greatest. And, you know, I can, I can sit on my, uh, you know, when I'm old and gray and say, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, man, that I tried it all. Awesome, brother. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, nah, I, lo- I love your hustle. I appreciate you. No, oh. man, I appreciate you, man. That you that you still give me some love, you know, when you lose a fight, you know, usually everyone wants to forget about you. So I appreciate that you time. I respect you, man. Hopefully next time we talk, I'm off on, on a winner a two, three, fight win streak. And yeah, we talk about my new signings, eh? Without a doubt, mate. Antonio Caruso, take it easy, brother. Oh,